Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. Philly makes a statement against the Lakers. The Texans found their head coach, but did they lose their QB? Plus, does Tom Brady's success in Tampa affect Bill Belichick's legacy? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Philadelphia 76ers held off LeBron James 34 points and a late Lakers surge to win 107-106 on Wednesday night. Joining me now from Rejecting the Screen, Adam Stanko. And Adam, I love this question. For which team did you learn more about from this game? That is a great question. I... I feel like it's absolutely the Sixers and not just because they won, but there were a bunch of questions that the Sixers need answered, which the Lakers already have, have answered. The Lakers won their championship in the bubble. LeBron of course has four titles himself, but the Lakers this season are better than they were last year. And they're extremely confident and it doesn't matter what they finish with in terms of their record at the end of the season. They're going to feel like in the playoffs, that they're the team to beat, and for good reason. And their confidence is incredible. Their shooting has, has really been tremendous this year, where it was actually a question mark last year. For the Sixers, there's been doubt about this team the last couple of years. And you think about whether they were going to keep both Simmons and Embiid. There was a lot of talk about trading Simmons when all the James Harden noise was picking up. And it's it's really for them. They went out this offseason, obviously, and pick up a new coach in Doc Rivers. And Daryl Morey comes in to help out with, with team strategy in the front office. They go and get shooters through the draft and in free agency. So for the Sixers, this was their big real test, their first real test. Like, okay, when it matters, in the last couple of years when it's mattered, they've come up short in the playoffs. Well, this is one of those games that you circle, and they knew it mattered. Nationally televised game. Yes, it's at home. Yes, there's no fans. But still, for the Sixers, this was critical that they could hang with the Lakers. And so a couple things to me stood out. And I will just say the first one is that they withstood a late Lakers surge. So that question was answered. Here they get off to a big lead and then, boom, here come the Lakers. They didn't collapse. They stayed somewhat focused. And then the second one, of course, is who's going to take the shot when they're in a critical situation. And Tobias Harris tonight was that guy. I don't think he'll always be that guy, and they do have to figure out some end-of-game situations about in terms of who's going to be the one. But Tobias Harris hitting that shot is going to be huge because now they know going forward that's one of the guys they can go to if they absolutely need a bucket. There has been some really great stuff at Rejecting the Screen this week, and as you guys have been remembering the life of Kobe Bryant, you did interviews, and, and there's been a lot of really great stuff. Did did one anecdote or one through line or something stand out to you that maybe you hadn't considered, maybe you think doesn't get talked about enough when we talk about Kobe Bryant? The thing that's always fascinated me and the reason that we actually put this whole thing together was because I always seem to ask the same question. That is like, tell me your maniacal Kobe workout story because everyone has one. Everybody around the league, anybody, <laughs> players, coaches, anyone who's been around Kobe yeah. in any capacity will tell you, how this guy is just a, was was a lunatic. I mean, in terms of his his work ethic, um, and and people talked about that. But the ones that stood out to me 
ended up being, and, and we compiled all these interviews uh, for, for this, this week's to rejecting the screen Kobe stories episodes. And it really was, was these touching moments that he had with his teammates and how these people knew him. And, and the one that really I think stands out above all else is Adam Morrison, who people have you know almost talked about um, in a joking manner when they talk about the you know Lakers winning titles and Adam Morrison being part of that team. And he was part of Kimmel and they were kind of all laughing. But Adam Morrison played really hard and Kobe respected that. And he always loved Adam Morrison. They had a great relationship. And Adam told the story that when he was done playing, it was a year or two after he was out of the league and he was really struggling emotionally. And uh, a trainer for the Lakers reached out to him and said, hey, what's your address? I want to send you something. And Adam just thought it was because he knew the guy and thought he was just going to send him something. Well, it turns out he gets a package from Kobe Bryant. And it's a jersey from uh, that that's signed by Didier Drogba, Chelsea Football Club. It's the it's Adam's favorite player, and it says to Adam, best wishes, Drogba. And and Morrison realized, you know, Kobe had sent this to him, and he he was, you know, extremely elated. Like, wow, that's so nice of him to think of me. Knows that I'm down, and he did this for me. And he thought, you know, Kobe just made a phone call. Well, when Kobe had died last year, the Chelsea Football Club's Instagram page have put up a picture of Kobe with Drogba holding up a jersey. And when Adam saw that picture, right after Kobe had passed, he saw that it said, to Adam, best wishes, Drogba. And it dawned on Morrison that Kobe met Drogba, didn't just make a phone call. He met with him. And when he met with him, he asked him, hey, by the way, can you do me this favor? A friend of mine struggling right now. Can you autograph a jersey for him? And he did and sent it to him and never told him that's how it got done. And I just think that that summed up who Kobe was. I know there was a lot about his life early on and when he was in the NBA struggling to find his persona. And we go into that. But just who he was later in life and understanding what he could mean to others really stood out. The Texans have found their head coach, but did they lose their quarterback? And what you need to know in order to be locked on today after this. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust for all your gambling needs, and that's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at Bet Online and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Imagine that a sports book giving you money. Books are not in the habit of giving away money. And yet, just because you listen to the show, they will give you that 50% deposit bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. It's not just the NFL right now. The NBA is in full swing. Hockey is back. And guess what? Baseball will be here before you know it. So make sure you're making money on all the info you're getting from shows like ours. Right now, locked on is the promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus because Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And trust me, I've tried them all. Most of them are gritty, they're chalky, they're difficulty. You don't want to eat them, and so you don't end up eating them. These are different. They are delicious, and they absolutely deliver on that promise as the best-tasting protein bar ever. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and you can see why with flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, 
peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, and so many more. I love them. My wife loves them. Now she is eating them more often than I am. I'm going and looking in my box and I'm seeing half-eaten bars going, hey, what's going on here? And it's because she's eating them. And the best part, it's guilt-free. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Plus, right now, Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Utah Jazz hosted the Dallas Mavericks last night and continued to roll. Hi, David Locke with Locked On Jazz. The Utah Jazz have won their 10th straight, nine of them by double digits. They blow out the Dallas Mavericks tonight. They win the game by 12, but they were up by 25 and led by 20 for most of the game. They did this without Donovan Mitchell and without Derek Favors tonight. The Jazz have been shooting three-pointers at the number two rate in the NBA, taking the most of anyone. And tonight, Dallas decided to deny the three-point shot. It meant Rudy Gobert had 29 points and 20 rebounds as once again the Jazz had an answer and they now have the best record in the NBA at 14-4 and four to start the season having won 10 straight. For more on the Jazz, go to Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It took the Nets overtime, but they beat the Hawks 132-128. to Adam Armbrecht here with the Locked On Nets Podcast. If you got a relative named Jeff, don't go sending him over to Brooklyn because Uncle Jeff... Reminded all those young kids out in the league just how to throw it down time after time in Atlanta. Jeff Green just doing the work that a veteran, savvy player is supposed to be doing night in, night out. Beautiful win, beautiful play. Uncle Jay on the floor. Check out the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Two-time WNBA MVP Candace Parker has committed to play for her hometown Chicago Sky after 13 seasons with the Los Angeles Sparks. Parker, who was drafted number one overall in 2008, is an unrestricted free agent. Remember, free agent players can begin signing with their new team on Monday. While the Sparks did try to re-sign the reigning Defensive Player of the Year who helped them win the WNBA title in 2016, the opportunity to return to her hometown of Chicago and play in front of friends and family for the last portion of her career was too appealing to pass up. Here's another story you can't go without. After a tumultuous offseason, the Houston Texans made a surprise hire, bringing on Ravens assistant David Culley. Joining me now from Locked on Texans, John Hickman and John, it's hard to overstate just how surprising this hire was when you compare someone like David Culley's resume to Eric Bieniemy, Leslie Frazier, and some of the other guys in the mix for this job. Yeah, you know, I look at Cully's background and the most recent position he held was passing game coordinator, assistant head coach, wide receiver coach. And then last the last two years, I'm sorry, the last three years ago, he was a quarterback's coach in Buffalo. And so he's been around the NFL for a very long time. Uh, he was around the college ranks for a very long time. But one thing that kind of uh, scares me a little bit is passing game coordinator, and that was for the Baltimore Ravens a team that doesn't right. necessarily pass the ball a lot. And when they do, it's not really effective. It's not their strong suit. And so uh, we know that they are a predominantly run team and Houston struggle with running the ball, but we excel with, through the air. Uh, but I will say this, you know, we have to understand that my current belief is Andy Reid has the best coaching tree in the NFL currently, mm-hmm. and he's under Andy Reid's coaching tree. 
spent time with Andy Reid in Philly uh, for a very long time, uh, nearly 14 years, and and also spent time with Andy in in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, era. So uh, he's been around the league under Andy Andy Reid. I like what he can bring because of his background and knowledge that Andy Reid's head coaches have of the game, but it still worries me a little bit uh, because, quite frankly, Texans fans uh, and the media down here in Houston was going to feel one way and one way about the hiring, regardless of who it was. Is it the right move? Did they get it right? And will Deshaun Watson be pleased enough to not take an already bad situation and kind of throw fire on it because he's just displeased? That is really the only question that matters right now because if they don't, if they don't pacify Deshaun Watson, if they don't make him happy then he is going to continue to say, I want out. Is this going to be enough to keep Deshaun Watson in Houston? I don't think so. Uh, maybe for the foreseeable future, right, for this upcoming season. Uh, but one thing about it is Cully's going to come into a situation that is not ideal to walk into. Your franchise quarterback wants out. You don't have a lot of cap space to improve on areas, and you don't have good draft capital. And so he's he's kind of – you know, he's, he's coming up at bat, and he's up three strikes already. So he has to be prepared to kind of <laughs> get ready for the next go-round at, at bat. Um, now, Nick Casario and the scouting team, I believe in Nick Casario and his ability to scout due to his years in New England, uh, me being a Patriot fan before I ever wanted to cover sports as a kid. Uh, they've done a very good job of finding late-round gems, and I have faith in him in that area. But, you know, David Cully's walking into a terrible situation, at least right now. And I don't know how long Deshaun Watson stays in Houston. But my my immediate thought is he's around for at least another 16, 17 games for next year. Does Tom Brady's success in Tampa affect Bill Belichick's legacy? Our cue of the day is next. One more break to talk about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counter guy orders the parts off his computer, choosing only from the brands his warehouse happens to carry? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for yourself for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, Rock Auto is always the reliably low price for you and the same for a professional, not two different prices. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. With Tom Brady headed to the Super Bowl and Bill Belichick planning for the offseason after a seven and nine campaign in 2020, this raises questions, important questions about the legacy of each, and especially Bill Belichick, who is now having to make his own way in the world without Tom Brady. Joining me now from WEEI in Boston, Nick Cattles. And Nick, I to me, this is not about Bill Belichick. This is about elevating the greatness of Tom Brady. What is your thought on this? Yeah, I mean, when I look back, I think it's borderline outrageous for people to try to make a grand proclamation about the Belichick legacy based off of what Tom Brady has done this year. I mean, to be honest, Peter, we got to look at this situation 
uh, individually. You know, when you look at what Brady did going down to Tampa, there was one goal in mind. He was joining a team that was Super Bowl or bust. That was the stated goal. The roster is loaded. There's no time to kind of rebuild. This was it. So Brady joined a team that was in position to push for the Super Bowl and to push for a Super Bowl championship. So it should be absolutely zero surprise that Brady is, of course, now in Super Bowl 55 against Kansas City. And for Belichick, I mean, I think we all have to acknowledge and recognize the situation that he is in. The Patriots roster was not ready to compete at a high level, especially after the opt-outs due to COVID with Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung and Marcus Cannon and others. That roster was just not it. So you bring in Cam Newton as kind of a bridge quarterback. Cam was much worse than people expected he was going to be, including myself. I watched a lot of Cam when he was in Carolina. He did not look like the same quarterback whatsoever. So I think it's really, really difficult and you know, somewhat absurd for people to kind of look back and say, oh, because Brady made it to the Super Bowl with this bona fide, legit roster, we should now go back and relitigate 20 years of a legacy that Belichick built in New England along with Brady. I just don't think you wipe out 20 years. The other side of this, though, Nick, is for, as you said, two decades, this was a team that would consistently win with rosters we would look at and go, I don't know. It's not that great. And and Bill Belichick was the architect of those rosters. And, and we attributed, I attributed a lot of that to the greatness of Belichick. To me, he is the greatest coach, at least of the modern era. But as the, the, the career went along here, especially as Brady's skills waned a little bit, the uh, Belichick, the GM, was doing Belichick the coach no favors. Isn't it relevant that the fact that that team, which he helped put together, wasn't good enough with Tom Brady, and then this other team was? Sure. I mean, it's relevant. His his draft history uh, in the last three or four years has not been great. When you look at skill position players uh, offensively, he has struggled to hit the mark there. I think there's some revisionist history, Peter, happening here with the Belichick-Brady narrative, because let's go back. I mean, you can go back to the first Super Bowl. That was Brady, dink and dunk, led by a veteran defense and a Belichick yep. game plan that was, you know, forever, ever talked about, right? You go back to 3 4 those were complete teams, best teams in football. You acquire Corey Dillon, who runs for, I don't know, 14, 1,500 yards, whatever it was. Then you go out and you get Randy Moss and Wes Welker to help Brady for the undefeated season that ended against the Giants. Then you go out and you draft Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez and you change your entire offense to a two-tight end set. And yes, unfortunately, again, you lose in 2011 to the Giants again, but that was a big team by Belichick. And then you go to 2014, and what you have there is going out and getting Darrell Revis and, and several of the drafts that they hit on with their younger defensive talent, you know, going out and getting Revis and Browner and building that defense and, and helping Brady win that Super Bowl. And even the last one, even the last one, when you look against the Rams, look at the postseason. You know, that postseason run was not defined by Brady. He had an unbelievable run against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. But don't get it twisted. That postseason run was about Sony Michelle and the run game. The Patriots transformed their offense almost into a run-first football team, and because of that, they made the run. And let's not forget Super Bowl 53. Brady and the offense didn't do much. What happened? The Rams' offense couldn't move the ball. Is that Brady or is that Belichick? 
And finally, the NBA has been grieving the loss of Seku Smith, who passed away on Tuesday due to COVID-19. Smith was a longtime media member covering the NBA for Turner Sports. On Wednesday night, the Warriors honored Smith after the first time out while Steve Kerr's words about Seku played over the loudspeaker. Now that you got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Friday with the NFL Combine not taking place as normal in Indy, how important is the Senior Bowl? We'll have that and a lot more. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.